Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. We're a couple weeks into reading the book of Joshua, and I want to take a moment to give a very quick book overview. When it comes to the book of Joshua, we don't really know who wrote it. It's pretty likely that Joshua himself wrote the first half of the book, but given that the second half of the book reports on his death, at the very least, one other person has to have written that second half, if not more than one. But all that said, who was Joshua? As one commentator puts it, Joshua's original name was Hosea, see Numbers 13.8, which means salvation. He was a minister to Moses. Moses reconfigured his name to Joshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. The Hebrew name Joshua is a form of the Hebrew designation Yeshua in the Greek New Testament designation Jesus. The name Jesus, which like Joshua, carries a soteriological purpose. Here's what I mean, or here's what the commentator means. Think about Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The commentator continues. In the New Testament, the greater Joshua, Jesus, is anticipated by the Old Testament Joshua. Joshua's name necessitates the name of Yeshua because Joshua could only lead the Israelites into the land of promise without giving them rest. They had to work to drive out the inhabitants. But Yeshua gives believers rest. See Matthew 11. As believers, we have been given both rest and a new name, a different name and title. We will be called servants, the commentator concludes. And I think he's right. There are a lot of things about Joshua that teach us about Jesus, or said differently, show us how Jesus is the greater Joshua. And one of those things is Joshua's closeness to God. Joshua was the leader of Israel to follow Moses. He spent his early years training under the leadership of Moses, following him everywhere. And one of my favorite verses about Joshua comes from Exodus 33. In this passage, we learn a lot about Moses, but we also learn a lot about Joshua. It's Exodus 33, verses 7 through 11. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent." Moses would leave the tent, but Joshua, Moses' young aide or young assistant, wouldn't leave. And that really sticks out to me as Joshua with Moses or alongside Moses spent a lot of time in the presence of God when he was a kid. So in Joshua 1, we see that Moses wouldn't be entering the promised land and Joshua's going to take the reins. He'll, He'll be flying solo, leading the people. And there are really two primary messages of advice Joshua's left with. The first comes from Joshua 1.8, which reads, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And then there's the second message, Joshua 1.9, a pretty famous verse. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Basically, it's like, hey, Joshua, remember God's law. Cling to it. Meditate on it. Spend time in it every morning and every night. And don't be afraid. Remember God is with you. And what we'll see as we read Joshua is that Joshua did just that. The key word for Joshua that I learned in the Watermark Institute is success. Because under Joshua's leadership, Israel had a lot of success. They were given the command to move into the promised land and drive out those who were already living there. And that's what they started doing. The book can be outlined into two primary parts. Part one is conquest, and part two is settlement. Drive out the inhabitants and move in. Now, along the way, Joshua will hit some bumps on the road. How will he lead when a teammate violates God's instruction? How will he lead when he encounters something God hasn't instructed him in yet? Will he remember the law? How will Israelite men engage with foreign women? Overall, Joshua is a good leader, and things generally go well for Israel. In fact, we could sum it up by saying the book of Joshua is a success story for Israel. However, as the book nears its end, we see Joshua's fatal flaw. He failed to raise up a successor. Who would lead after Joshua? Well, that's what the book of Judges is all about. That's all we've got time for, but as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.